0: you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting Bluehost.com. That's
1: Bluehost.com.
2: Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: That is exactly what the Treasury Department just did with the crypto industry they put crypto on the center stage. They tried to exert a power that a significant number of people did not think they should have. They tried to strangle innovation in the cradle, and instead, the way things played out, they accidentally marked us as their equal, and made us stronger, I think, than ever before. Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. Breakdown is sponsored by Nydig and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday, August 10th, and here we are, something like 11 days after we first heard about the crypto provision in the infrastructure bill, and we appear finally to be at the end of this first act. I call it a first act because, as you'll see, while the specifics of this provision matter greatly, it seems likely to me that the real significance of the last week and a half goes far beyond any one bill. Instead, it's about a new era of crypto entering the mainstream political discourse. Where we left off yesterday was that the authors of two competing amendments, Wyden, Toomey, and Lummis on the one hand, Warner, Portman, and Sinema on the other, were furiously engaged trying to find compromise language. Remember, the one chance we had to get something through was that one, we had to find compromise language that was acceptable to all, and two, get unanimous consent to add the language as an amendment. This unanimous consent thing is nuts, and please remember, as you're apportioning your ire around all of this, that the reason the amendment couldn't be voted on normally was that Majority Leader Chuck Schumer had decided to disallow all amendments. The air on crypto Twitter was thick with tension, and then, around 1230, step one was complete. We got that compromise amendment. Senator Lummis tweeted, We've been working all weekend to come up with a compromise to address the digital asset broker issue in the bipartisan infrastructure framework. While it's not perfect, it protects innovation and doesn't choose winners and losers. The author of the original provision, Rob Portman, tweeted, I'm pleased to announce that Senators Warner, Toomey, Sinema, Lummis, and I have reached an agreement on an amendment to clarify IRS reporting rules for crypto transactions without curbing innovation or imposing information reporting requirements on stakers, miners, or other non-brokers. The question, of course, was would there be enough support in the Senate? Well, one factor helping that along was that the Treasury Department, who had been the not-so-invisible hand behind so much of this, from the original idea for the provision to the fight against the wyden toomey Lumis Amendment last week, gave it its blessing. Although doing so, still couching this like its primary purpose was to fight crypto tax evasion rather than give itself sweeping powers. The Secretary of the Treasury, Janet Yellen, released a statement saying, quote, I am grateful to Senators Warner, Portman, Cinema, Toomey, and Lummis for working together on this amendment to provide clarity on important provisions in the bipartisan infrastructure deal that will make meaningful progress on tax evasion in the cryptocurrency market. I am also thankful to Chair Wyden for his leadership and engagement on these important issues. Now, Jake Chervinsky pointed out that the fact that Treasury was this involved was itself pretty dubious, but that was a different battle for another time. He wrote, We need to have a longer conversation about why Congress is delegating its legislative power to unnamed, unelected officials in the Treasury Department, but that can wait until after the vote on this amendment. At 3.30 Eastern time, senators headed down to the floor. A few made speeches in support of the amendment, but not an hour later, the dream was dead. Jake Travinsky again. Senator Richard Shelby, Republican of Alabama, has objected to the compromise amendment. He didn't get his own amendment for $50 billion in defense spending, so he's against all others. Unless he changes his mind, that's it. Compromise Amendment is dead. FYI, he's retiring at the end of this term. The frustration was palpable. Jack Dorsey tweeted, Amendment killed to get more military spending. Wow. Neeraj from Coin Center tanked it to grab for more military spending. So the TLDR on what actually happened procedurally is that Shelby wanted to add his amendment for more military spending. Bernie Sanders said that he would oppose it if it was added. Shelby wouldn't yield, couldn't get what he wanted, and so it was dead. Ted Cruz tried a last-ditch effort to just strike the thing entirely. His speech was surprisingly salient, so let's give a clip a listen.
1: The current bill widens the definition of broker... Those who would have to collect information on cryptocurrency consumers and report this information to the IRS. It would force every single participant in the cryptocurrency structure to operate as a financial institution, which would mean they would have to provide consumer information to the IRS, even if they don't have access to that information. This overly broad definition of the word broker will block rapid innovation in cryptocurrencies, and it will endanger the privacy of many Americans in cryptocurrencies. This is wrong. So I applaud my colleagues for trying to find an incremental approach, unfortunately, because the senator from Vermont objected that incremental approach hasn't been adopted. So let's exercise a brief, shining moment of common sense. And let's recognize, if we gathered all 100 senators in this chamber, and ask them to stand up and articulate two sentences defining what in the hell a cryptocurrency is, that you would not get greater than five who could answer that question. Given that reality, the barest exercise of prudence would say we shouldn't regulate something we don't yet understand. We should actually take the time to try to understand it. We should hold some hearings. We should consider the consequences. We shouldn't destroy people's lives and livelihoods from complete ignorance.
0: I like that line, the barest exercise of prudence. There would be no prudence exercised this day. Senator Toomey as well castigated his colleagues, saying, We're going to ask these people to provide information that they don't have and that they can't get. In what universe does that make any sense at all? All I want to do is have a vote on an amendment that fixes this in a way that has bipartisan agreement, in a way that constrains this to apply narrowly to the people who actually are the intermediaries running a centralized exchange who have this information. But apparently, we're not going to be able to do that, so we'll be back on this, because we're going to do a lot of damage. Who knows how much innovation is going to stifle. Who knows exactly this? What kind of new apps will that never emerge? You know, it's hard to predict what some kind of completely impossible mandate results in, but it's not good. And it's going to bring us back here having to try and clean up a mess which we could have prevented. I yield. One of the most important developments in this space is that community banks, regional banks, and credit unions can now start offering Bitcoin to their customers. That's right. Checking, saving, and now Bitcoin. It's all happening seamlessly thanks to a platform by Nidig that offers institutional-grade custody and compliance. They're also the sponsor of The Breakdown. And if you want to find out more, go to Nidig.com slash nlw. That's n-y-d-i-g forward slash nlw. In addition to the palpable frustration, there was some quick argument that the blockage was not just about defense spending, but had a much more personal bent to it. Ryan Selkis wrote, Source in D.C. Senator Shelby's objection has nothing to do with defense provisions, but rather Wall Street objections where he has deep donor ties. He's retiring and wants to place staffers in high paying jobs upon exit. Before you dismiss Ryan as conspiracy, don't forget he was the one who broke the Mt. Gox story when no one else was reporting it. What's more, public records show that Shelby's top donors over the last five years have been commercial banks and securities and investment companies. In his next tweet, Ryan asked Katie Boyd, Shelby's former chief of staff and a candidate to take his seat, for her commitment, and boy did it not take long. First, she tweeted, I support American innovation and entrepreneurship, including in the crypto space, and want to see the digital asset broker issue clarified in a way that ensures that the federal government is not putting their thumb on the scale. We should be encouraging competition here in America, not driving economic activity overseas. She then uploaded a video going even farther.
1: Hey everyone, been traveling the state today and got some questions on Twitter about where I stand on the Toomey Amendment. So if the current infrastructure bill is going to pass, it must have the Toomey Amendment. Without it, the demands that will be placed on the crypto ecosystem will drive jobs and innovation and security overseas. We have to make sure to keep those things at home. So rest assured, I will always be a voice for innovation and prosperity here in America.
0: There is some word that Katie spent yesterday working hard behind the scenes to get her former boss to change his mind before the actual vote today, so perhaps we're in for a surprise. However, in either case, it is absolutely undeniable what the legacy of this fight will be. Niraj tweeted, well, if they didn't know we were here before, they definitely do now. The we is not only the individuals who we'll speak to in just a minute, but this coalition of politicians who are supporters, who feel like they have new information, new energy, and a new mandate. Senator Lummis tweeted, This is why we started the Financial Caucus, to educate those who are going to make decisions that affect this industry. If we keep pressing forward without understanding the implications of our actions, we're going to fall further and further behind China in financial innovation. We must prepare now for the next time we go up against the anti innovation crowd. We must engage early, build coalitions, shed light on the actors who are working to stifle innovation and maintain the status quo. She also said, The silver lining is we found out who in the Senate is interested in the subject who maybe previously didn't know anything about crypto. We were finally able to illustrate that there's a lot of people interested in digital assets and now have contact with their senator. Still, the bigger deal by far is the loudness of the crypto community. 40,000 calls, an entire industry watching C-SPAN on the weekend. This isn't normal. This is what happens when you get a group of people who have utter conviction that they are part of a generationally significant shift involved. And to be clear, this cohort has only barely gotten started. This was, as Miles Souter put it in a quote from yesterday's show, a fight from within a cage. A sucker punch that we just had to do our best to deflect. Neither an iota of the true organizational potential or, frankly, the wealth available to advocate on our behalf has been deployed in service of clear pro crypto policy objectives. It was Saturday evening watching a speech from Senator Mike Lee hammering many of these same themes from Cruz's speech earlier. That I realized something profound and much bigger than the actual amendment fight was happening. When the Treasury Department, via its senatorial allies, tried to juke this crypto provision into must pass legislation, they thought they were going to pull a fast one on us, getting both the on paper budgetary resources they needed to move the bill forward, while giving themselves wide ranging powers to do as they saw fit in the crypto industry. Instead, they radically, and I mean radically, increased the relevance and profile of the crypto space. If this had just been about crypto legislation, it wouldn't have had a tenth of the coverage it got, and probably even less than that. Instead, the way that they tried to squeeze this out made it the central issue of the biggest non-COVID legislation the Biden administration is trying to pass. Legislation that has roots and false starts over two previous administrations. I'm going to make a literary analogy, and spoiler alert, if you haven't read the Harry Potter books and intend to, skip about the next minute. The central crux of Harry Potter is that the big baddie, arch-evil wizard Voldemort, hears a prophecy that a baby boy will be born in the middle of the summer in a specific year and will rise to challenge him. Neither the boy nor Voldemort can live while the other survives. They are destined to be locked in conflict till one wins and finishes the other for good. That's why Voldemort tried to kill Harry when he was just an infant. We find out later, however, via Professor Albus Dumbledore, Harry's mentor and the leader of the resistance against Voldemort, that there were in fact two wizard boys who were born who could have qualified. Harry pleads with Dumbledore, saying, can it still be the other guy? And Dumbledore says, no, when Voldemort came after you, he marked you as his equal. He basically self-fulfilled the prophecy that Harry could rise to challenge him. That is exactly what the Treasury Department just did with the crypto industry. They put crypto on the center stage. They tried to exert a power that a significant number of people did not think they should have. They tried to strangle innovation in the cradle, and instead, the way things played out, they accidentally marked us as their equal, and made us stronger, I think, than ever before. Less than an hour after everything ended in the Senate, Representative Tom Emmer and his colleagues in the Congressional Blockchain Caucus sent a letter to all their colleagues asking them to fix the crypto pay-for. The letter goes through exactly what's wrong, why it needs to change, and leave with this note to show their exact priorities for the fall. Cryptocurrency tax reporting is important, but it must be done correctly. When the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act comes to the House, we must prioritize amending this language to clearly exempt non-custodial blockchain intermediaries and ensure that civil liberties are protected. This is the end, but it's the end of Act 1. And instead of a cowed, weakened crypto industry on the verge of assimilation into the treasury borg, there is a fierce new focus, a determination, and a recognition of the real challenges that lie ahead. I couldn't find the exact tweet, but someone said, I don't think we'll see a politician again without a crypto strategy. And I genuinely think that that might be true. For now, guys, I am looking forward to covering something other than this, but I appreciate you hanging out on the journey. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace.
2: This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina.